Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. All right, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of Dining on a Dime. Today is foodie news and more. If you're living anywhere in the world, we had lots of listeners in Sanford, Florida last week. We had listeners in Dallas, Texas, uh, Houston, Texas. The first 20 minutes of this uh, episode is for you. I have general foodie news. What is general foodie news? I'll give you an example. We're going to talk about the ghost pepper donut from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Bush Beer has a beer just for your dog. That type of interesting stuff. Uh, Then we're going to move on. You're going to learn what our co-hosts are up to. Uh, They have projects going on in the food and alcohol world. After that, we have an excellent interview. Uh, Irene Levy-Baker, local uh, author, is going to tell you about her exciting new book. And today's the big day, the drawing for our winner of our contest, uh, two years of free web hosting and an online menu. Let's get started. News. This is for everybody around the world. Let's get the news started. My first news story. Coke has retired tab. When I was a kid, they used to send everyone to the store for tab, and tab is no more. So Coke has a retired tab. Ghost pepper donut from Dunkin' Donuts is very, very good. I tried it the other day. My ghost pepper, you would think, Matt, would blow you out of the water with heat. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts did a great job. The heat is not that bad. But did they pair it with the, is it on a strawberry frosted donut? Yes, yes. Okay. Excellent. And it's a very smart move. Unfortunately, Ruby Tuesday has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. If you guys join their email program... They really do give you tons of buy one, get one freeze, tons of uh, free buffets. But that's the thing with Chapter 11 um, and larger chain restaurants like that. They actually come back like Little Caesars. I hope so. <laughs> have, well, think about it because Little Caesars a long time ago went out. They Chapter 11, if I remember correctly. But they're like, they're coming back again. Like they're, you know, have all these little hubs now. So. I think no matter what, like something like that, where a lot of people go to save money and, you know, eat, well, buffets at some point in time, we'll be back. But (laughs) I'll tell you, uh, where am I going to get my free burger on my birthday (laughs) if they go away? Uh, Buffalo flavoring. Buffalo flavoring is now trending on a lot of menus. Kind of curious as to why. I mean, why wouldn't it trend? It yeah. well, I mean, it's delicious. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, and it sort of goes with if there's more of a healthier movement, right? Uh, you see a lot of menus shifting over to like cauliflower and things like that. Right. Cauliflower has no taste. Right. So slap on some buffalo. Yeah. A little okay. buffalo seasoning, a little buffalo sauce. But I, I want to get your input on this. There is a possibility of a COVID-19 surcharge on your restaurant bill in New York City. They're thinking about that. Uh, So you're going to go to a restaurant, and there's a possibility, it's not a fact, that they're going to surcharge you for COVID-19 on your menu, on your bill. I mean, are they giving that to the waiters and waitresses? I hope so. Because the people who are working are, you know, risking their health. So That's a good point. Yeah. Matt? What do you think? Frankly, I think it's a disaster. <laughs> right. I think 
Especially well, in New York prices. Right. People are leaving New York as it is. They just they want out. The prices are already astronomical. I just okay. don't see how it's in any way going to generate whatever they intended to. And let's take this opportunity to say hello to our great listeners in uh, Hudson Valley, New York, WMLD. If you're listening upstate New York on 103.7 in southern Connecticut... Uh, it's Friday afternoon for you, and we're very happy to have you join us. And we would love to hear your feedback, too, since yeah, you're like directly to affected yeah. to this. Absolutely. Also, send me beer. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii is sending $500 restaurant cards to residents who are affected by COVID. So that'll help. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, and that makes sense. That actually makes sense because you're helping the restaurant by buying the card. And then you're helping, you know what I mean, the residents get food. Well, okay, so back up. Because John Cole and I actually had this discussion privately. Um, we're concerned about, yes, the initial, like, purchasing the gift card helps out the restaurants get through this pandemic. But then when everything's all said and done, everybody's going to be like, oh, the restaurants are open again, and I have this gift card. And they're going to go to uh, get their, their food or whatever. And now the restaurant is covering the cost of the food. But it's, you know, yes, it's already been paid for, but that money has already been spent. So there is that argument, too. Okay. Uh, Irish court. An Irish court has said that Subway bread is too sugary to be considered bread. What are your thoughts on that? I actually think that's interesting. I mean, so I basically, they examined the ingredients and said there was too much sugar, so it's not called bread. I can believe it. it did, is there an exact qualification for what it is? Is it a, a dessert? Is it? <laughs> I don't. I guess it's a dessert, right? Yeah. They're saying it's too much sugar. I mean, is that like a general consensus complaint? Like, hey, Subway, take some of the sugar out? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, it could be a Subway ploy. I mean, they got in trouble for uh, having certain chemicals in their buns a long time ago, uh, took that chem- those chemicals out, and now, um, now it's sugar. Sugar can, you know, set off those addictive... Uh, yeah. Yeah, synapses that are and, in our and it brain. Makes you so crave more. Yes. It, it just further proves that Jared is a liar, and the entire <laughs> subway organization <laughs> is, is bogus. And another interesting thing is, we said on another show that I believe they were sued because the foot long is not actually a foot long. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, if you live around here in the Philadelphia area and you're stopping at Subway, when you have more, so many more options, more than twice a year, it, it, something's wrong with your life. You need to reevaluate <laughs> things. Like Subway is one of those things that you hit up on a like I'm driving to East Jabib. Right, it's a convenient. Yeah, and, and it's convenient. And I want to get Matt's opinion on this. Yingling is releasing a Hershey chocolate beer. It's delicious. It I, is? Mi- I missed it? it. I'm so glad that they brought it back. Last year they had it only on tap. At several locations, I had it uh, in the city, actually uh, on uh, Halloween after a Halloween oh, wow. party yeah. at the uh, Muter Museum. So does it? I'm wondering if anybody knows. You might know it because you're uh, our alcohol expert. But um, when? How? Like how long is it going to be out? When's it available? It's out there. You yeah. just have to go to Yingling.com and uh, search. Uh, they'll tell you what local liquor store it's closest to what bar serving it on tap uh last time i looked it was 
a little disappointing, but it had mostly <laughs> sold out in my area. But they're making a really big effort to restock this year and, and get it out there because it's, you know, it's not just a, a fall seasonal drink. You can drink that all the way through right. winter. I mean, it's Hershey's chocolate in a beer. It, 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 it just makes great, sense. And yeah. I don't even drink. I'm going to do two more, then we're going to go over to Amaris. Popeyes is adding a chocolate-filled beignet to their menu. I think that's appropriate uh, because they they're southern, you know, and beignets are uh, big in Louisiana. Beignet. Beignet. Um. So I have a thing. Okay. So I've eaten at Popeyes. I've tried, I should say, to eat at Popeyes a couple of times, and I've been like, I got food. I'm sorry, I'm throwing no them way. under the bus, but I got food poisoning. Oh wow! And so I have a very negative experience with Popeyes. And that's your opinion. That's right? my opinion. Right. That's my experience. Right. Now okay. it's not that I won't give them a try again, but just. Mm, two, two for two. I I had food poisoning when I was a kid on uh, cheesecake, and I haven't. I didn't eat it for like thirty years. I will shill for Popeyes. It's fantastic. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. I'm all in on a beignet. I I love the everything about Popeyes. Give me some powdered sugar and some of that Memphis sauce. Ooh. Oh, here's another one. For, <laughs> here's another one for you, Matt. Dogfish Brewery is releasing an oat milk beer. That sounds bizarre. (laughs) No, that sounds awesome. Oh, really? Well, it's not necessarily all that bizarre. Oats is a key ingredient in uh, a lot of different beers, and it gives you uh, a a taste or a mouthfeel in in certain beers. It sort of depends on what you make. If you're making something lighter like a or or something brighter, not a a stout, right? Okay. Uh, Oats can be used to actually give it sort of a creamier mouthfeel. That gives you, you see those really thick... Uh, beers in a picture, it just looks like a glass of orange juice. Right. That's because it has oats in it. That's sort of in the typical New England style of making an okay. IPA. That's interesting. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that they would use oat milk now, because some stouts uh, or use lactose, uh, use milk in particular. Uh, I can, yeah, I, I think okay. it's going to be really interesting. All right, let's toss it over to food photo journalist Amaris Pollock. Uh, let's give some facts. We still have, uh, somebody gave us the most hysterical uh, hate mail this week. It's very funny oh. because I'm always announcing how much time we. Have. <laughs> They're like, "Would you stop producing the show as you're doing the show?" But we have five minutes. <laughs> Good. Oh, because I talk a lot. No, no, no. Me. Oh, gotcha. I keep announcing how much time we have for each segment, <laughs> and they're like, "Dude, can you please produce the show off the bike?" Go ahead. All right, so this is these are like cliff notes for you, so you might have to actually add into this. But Twix in Milky Way will have their own spreads. Yes, they're going to be little like peanut butter spread. It's I mean, be Twix and Milky Way. I'm going to be first in line, I like, will too. like yeah, shoving people out of the way for that oh, yeah, kind of stuff. I love sweets, and we've discussed this before last week, actually. And I think Twix would be an excellent spread. I think either one of them would be. I mean, I wonder if they're going to do, like, the crunchies for, like, you know... Well, I mean, you would have to, because then if you don't, it's just caramel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's and true. chocolate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and, my, and the laughing. They complained about all oh. It's the most hysterical hate mail I've ever heard. 
Okay. Well, you know, we 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 laugh. We <laughs> like to have fun on this show. So no, my laughing. I oh, you're laugh. laughing. Yes. <laughs> Just it was hate laughing. mail. It was hate mail to me. <laughs> Good. Um. So this this one is 100% all about me because if you know me at all, you will pay attention and learn. I love coffee. I am not a morning person. I have to drink like a pot of coffee before I actually start functioning, and then periodically throughout the day. <clears throat> but they say that your love of coffee may be inherited. I agree. Yeah. Because I know so many people. Good, man. I know I know a lot of people that drink that their father used to go to Wawa every day, etc. I agree with that. Well, a lot of it is, you know, that sort of, you know, a childhood thing. But it's actually within your genetics. If you go to, say, take your 23andMe or your Ancestry.com and you get those sort of uh, gene sequenced, you can discover where you're actually predisposed uh, towards caffeine addiction. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I probably would, you know, follow along with that with flying colors. They'd probably be like, you have all the markers. You're going to be addicted to caffeine. (laughs) You you can break it down to whether you're uh, predisposed to, like, things that are more bitter, which would also lead to coffee. Uh, Some It's a new diet trend, but some people are actually... Uh, trying to develop their own sort of ancestral diets based on uh, what they've res- what they've gotten in results uh, with DNA tests. Okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. All right, so while we've been talking, I've also been going on Yingling's website on my phone just cool. to like crack down. And I know you live around me, so look at all the like lovely listings of where it's sold. Oh, the Hershey's. Yeah, uh, the Hershey's. Beer. The Hershey's. Uh, See, yeah, this is what I was talking about. This is the restock. Two weeks ago, the closest one when I was down there was in Delaware. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. So this is great. I well, but, I know where I'm stopping. Yeah. The the uh, the one the wine works that's off of Route 70. Believe it or not, that's actually also owned by um, the guys who have uh, what's that restaurant in Philly? Northern Liberties. It's. I, Urban Village Brewing Company. Oh, wow. One oh, of the, okay, the yeah. guys that owns the restaurant also owns the wine works that's off of Route 70, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. So if you go there, it's you can get cans of that. And just we FYI. also have listeners in Hudson and, Valley yeah. and around the world. <laughs> and and you can, I'm sorry. <laughs> so look up um, also where you can look, where you can pick up the Yingling, because I'm sure it's absolutely stellar. And also, if you live near us uh, in that part of Jersey, you have a chance to participate in the Canals family civil war. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's a ton of canals in this area, and they all fight. Nice. Let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to do a little bit more foodie news, and then we're going to talk to our co-hosts about what they have going on in the food world. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one, and on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Okay, we are back. Dining on a Dime, foodie news and more episode. Let's get back into the foodie news. Amherst Pollock, keep going. (laughs) All right. So the next one is also like, it's okay. It's getting chillier, but 
you know, people still like their ice cream. So Briars actually sells cinnamon bun ice cream. Nice. I mean, who doesn't love a good cinnamon bun? I say go out and get that cinnamon bun ice cream from Briars. And it's from Briars. Uh, yeah. So me. it's, you know, nice, good ingredients, um, fresh ingredients. But anyway, like go out, get that ice cream. Go also make yourself some cinnamon buns and then maybe have like an a la, a la carte kind of like. Nice. What nice do you think dessert. about that, man? Cinnamon Cinnabon ice cream is for you or no? Is it like is it just a cinnamon bun ice cream or is it official Cinnabon? No, it's like, cinnamon bun, isn't it? It's Cinnabon, so oh, it's Cinnabon. official. Okay. okay, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because I know Ben and Jerry's just has like their cinnamon bun ice, ice cream, cream, and that's very good. And it that... is good, but it's not official, right? Okay, exactly. This look, this per your your writing, it looks like it's official. I think it's Cinnabon, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that that was probably stellar because nice. I don't. One of the, my favorite things was always on road trips getting a Cinnabon. That was like my treat for putting up with being in the car for so long. Right. Um. So, but turn that into ice cream and put it all together. Oh, and then they have the cereal too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm having a, a moment over here. Um. And speaking of moments, Reese's has a slim sized version of the peanut butter cup. I had this. It's really super, like, super thin. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say paper thin, but it's really thin. Aren't you going to eat more, though? I mean, I don't know. It's a lot of chocolate. I feel like the thinner the la- the layers, the more chocolate there is. What do you think, Ben? I mean, you're, uh, unless you buy more, you can't eat more. Right. That's also true. Right. But they do come in, like, bigger shareable bags and then individually wrapped inside of there so you can go hog wild with that and you can mix that with a yingling hershey beer (laughs) (laughs) all right let's let's get matt a turn go ahead matt start the year's uh, news well we were just we just touched on cereal very briefly yes dunkin donuts latest innovation is in the cereal game how about that this year in 2020 they released a caramel macchiato cereal oh my goodness i have it in my uh, pantry right now i've had it three four times it's fantastic really it's like a chocolate puff cereal with a sort of vanilla caramelly almost uh uh Marshmallow. That oh, sounds yeah. delicious. That sounds yeah. absolutely like I want to go out and get it now. Right. Count Chocula esque. Oh, I would say. really? I <laughs> love yes. Count Chocula. That's yeah. a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. Now we are approaching Halloween. I don't know if you guys have picked out your costumes, picked out your candies. Me and my family were king size bar people. But <laughs> if you wanted to uh, maybe get a chance to give out something at a party uh, that is really rare. You could actually join the exclusive club for Kit Kats, and you get to try all of their newest flavors. Oh, Oh, yeah, like the foreign flavors. Yes, yeah. Because there are there's they have tons of flavors out there that people don't Americans don't know about. So, like because it's over in foreign countries, they do crazy crazy flavors. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another recent Halloween themed innovation has been Applebee's, right? It's got to be Applebee's when you're thinking about spooky cocktails, right? They've added Halloween-themed drinks to their menu. 
That's really cool. Yeah, nice. We're going full seasonal. Nice. Did I don't know if you saw or not, but uh, Krispy Kreme has Halloween donuts, like themed donuts. Mm-hmm. They're really cute. And they're they're shaped sl- like monsters, right? Yeah. yeah. There's like a Franken. Yeah. There's like a Franken yeah. monster and a, like cool. a wolf and stuff like that. And I thought that that's kind of that a cute seasonal cool. thing, and can be found in everywhere. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. That's nice. But occasionally, the fall themes will step too far. <laughs> <laughs> and thus I give you the pumpkin spiced mac and cheese. Thank you, Matt. It's Thank you. Yeah. That does not even sound no. good. Right? I just, I don't understand how those flavors would drive. Like, I like pumpkin spice. I like the nutmeg, cinnamon, clove sort of combination that they've got going on. And I love mac and cheese. Yeah, but when I wrote that, I couldn't believe it. It yeah, doesn't it just, sound good. Where did you find that? Oh, I, I, this took me four hours to write. So, <laughs> I mean, because yeah. this is like a lot of factoids that you're yeah. looking up and finding, and then yep. you kind of condense it. But like, who on earth? Like, where was that one published? Is that in? Oh yeah, you can go right now. Probably most of my info came from Delish.com. That just sounds like yeah. a an influencer, like yeah. Please pay attention to me. I'm going to make this crazy concoction. And Matt, we'll do two more, and mm-hmm. then we're going to let you guys promote your stuff. Go ahead. Okay. So, the legend of the McDonald's apple pie is long. It's storied. Right. Uh, I think we can all agree it's a pretty quality fast food item. Yes. Their newest innovation in that area is the pumpkin and cream pie. It's Ooh. back again at McDonald's. It had a successful run. And now it's coming back, and it's looking for vengeance, looking to take a bite out of that apple pie that? market. That sounds terrific. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people like pumpkin pie. Um, I'm a snob when it comes to pumpkin pie, so I don't, you know, if I tasted it, I might be like. Uh, I think this is more along the lines of like their baked apple pie rather than, you know, a I don't think McDonald's is giving you a slice of pumpkin pie. <laughs> well, no, I don't yeah. think so either. But, like, I'm a snob. Like, I'm a food snob in general, actually. Let's just call a, a spade right. a spade. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, but, like, getting pumpkin pie that's, you know, mass produced, I have very low expectations. Okay, I'll tell you what. Since we uh, you have the wheel, Amaris, let's talk to our folks, our great listeners around the world. We had listeners... <laughs> Around the world last week. <laughs> Let's tell them what your project that you have going on. And then we'll call Irene and we'll get that interview going. Okay. Uh, so I am actually participating in a thing called Cook Unity. Um, it is a food delivery service. But what I love about it is because I'm a food snob, <laughs> they actually have chefs that live and work and, and whatnot in the New York area that cr- come up with recipes that can be reproduced um and they create these meals fully cooked send them to your like to be delivered to your door but it's all pre-portioned so that you know if say i'm running out the door i need to grab something that's really quick i don't want to think about you know what to make i can just order these meals to be delivered and then grab them on the go. Um, And it's catered to what I desire, what my preferences are and what my dietary needs are. Uh, I don't have dietary needs really. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not following a keto diet or macro diet, but they do have those things in their, their um, selection in their wheelhouse uh, where they create things that 
are catering to those dietary needs. So they try to cover all bases. Now, right now they're delivering in like, I believe the tri-state area. If you look up Cook Unity, um, they have a map of, you know, where they currently deliver. They will be expanding into other parts of the U.S. Um, I, I know that will happen at some point. Nice. Um, but like right now, you know, they have a map like a mapped out area of where they they would deliver but it's real it's delicious food like i've eaten like three of their meals at this point um i have more that are that are in my fridge that i'm waiting to to open and take photos of you can see some of the photos on my instagram um there's the jerk lamb meatballs and when i say <laughs> like they're not small i got them and i'm like oh my god they're huge there's like three or four of them that come into come in this um this meal plan and but they're huge and you know they're tender they had flavor that was i like a lot of spice so they were flavored well for somebody who likes mild spices but they were absolutely delicious and the, and it came with like black basmati rice. Well, and, how can I order it? Oh, you can go to Cook Unity. I'm sorry, you can go to cookunity.com okay. and sign up for them. Nice. But just make sure that they deliver in your area first, right? Um, before signing up, and then if you put in the code, and this is going to be annoying, follow along. All caps A R P O L L O C K U S. If you use that code when you go and go to order, you'll actually save fifty percent on Whoa. your. Fr- yeah. Wow. Um. So on your first order, and so it's a huge, it's a big deal because that's giving you, you know, basically nice. half half of what you want. That's, that's excellent. That's a great for deal. free. Fifty percent off. Yeah, fifty percent discount. That's a huge discount. That is a huge. That I was thinking ten percent, twenty, but fifty. No, fifty percent if you use that well, code. Make sure you guys take advantage. Use the code. Matt Maratea has an excellent podcast. Uh, if you love beer and you love sports, tell us about it, Matt. Also, if you forget uh, that code, it's her Twitter handle. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. my Twitter so, and yeah. Instagram handle. That that makes it easier. Or you can rewind the, <laughs> yeah, the audio look at and it. listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Matt. Yeah. Mash that 15-second backup button. But 50%, 50% is significant. <laughs> exactly, and it's like having a private chef. Exactly, the things I do for 50%. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're going to have Matt tell us about his great podcast, and then we're going to go to our great interview. Okay, so uh, talking a little bit about me, myself, and my podcast is uh, that the Sporting Chance podcast is a usually weekly podcast uh, where I talk about the you know Philly sports rundown happenings overall in the greater sports world. Uh, I talk about uh, coaching. Uh, high school hockey and you know uh, other things that are happening. I take a delve into sports history. I open old cards. I talk about a uh, sort of my card collection and things it's a great that I've podcast. amassed there. It really is. And I do it while drinking typically a local craft beer or, or something in the craft beer world, where uh, you know I rate, review it, and I tell you a little about maybe the history of that beer, how it came to be. Uh, what flavors we're looking for, you know, try to share the things that I'm learning uh, sort of on that journey. And it's a fantastic podcast. We'll talk about the tags at the end of the show. Right now, our very, very special guest, our local author, 
Uh, Irene Levy Baker has a brand new book that you can purchase at 100thingstodoinphiladelphia.com. It is my favorite book, 100 Things to Do in Philadelphia Before You Die, but it's the second edition. Irene, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Let's talk about your book. I am so happy to be here. I have to say, it always sounds like you're having fun. Oh, we're having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell by listening to it, so I'm happy to have fun with you today. Great. And I love your first book. We talked about this the last time you are on the show. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, But now you have a second edition. Let's talk about that. I'm excited for it. So thank you so much. The second edition... um, has all the new things that have happened in the last four years. National Geographic named Philadelphia the one of the best new places to visit. And it was the only U.S. city on the list. So there's so many exciting things happening here. So this book has those things and explains to you why National Geographic is so big on Philadelphia. And it has lots of lesser-known things that even longtime Philadelphians might not know about. That's excellent. And uh, talk about the five sections. I thought that was interesting. Uh, The book is done in Uh, five sections. Yes, it is. So it's divided into food and drink, music and entertainment, sports and recreation, culture and history, and shopping and fashion. And there are new things in all of those sections. Wow. And, And this makes it easier for me as a reader Because if I'm interested in a certain area, I can just go there and read about it. Right. And the other thing that makes it easier for you as a reader is that there are are itineraries in the book, like itineraries for families with young children, families with teens, empty nesters, daters. Um, So that also can give people an idea of a place to start. That is fantastic. I mean, I'd like... I'd like to think that you're going to read it cover to cover, but I think only my mother actually did that. <laughs> so, I mean... This is Amherst Pollock, food photojournalist, Irene. <laughs> hi, Irene. Um, so hi! It, hi! It's nice to quote-unquote meet you. <laughs> um, so, in your book, with the... like, Because culture and fashion and food, um, they kind of all meld together. But in Philly, it's a huge thing. And, you know, the fashion district, um, they had built and they're starting to put in all the new stores. There's, you know, art installations that you can get, that you can, you know, walk through. Are some of those that what you're covering? Yeah, I can tell that you've spent some time there and that's great. I love the new fashion district, which is where Market East used to be. It's bigger. It's brighter. It has all the regular mall stores, but it also has some local Philadelphia stores, plus things like the beef jerky store, which is hilarious, and the scene on TV store. Um, but, But like you, one thing that really caught my eye was Wonder Space, which is an interactive art gallery with virtual reality and optical illusions. It's going to be changing all the time, and it is reopened, so uh, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. It was I've actually been there a couple of times. It's a lot of fun, um, and, and family-friendly, too. Totally, yes. And, I mean, just the virtual reality there is 
so interesting. I tried things I had never tried before. And the virtual reality, Irene, in uh, Wonder Spaces has an unbelievable story about the alien abduction back in the 60s, I believe, early 60s. It had me mesmerized. So it's a great spot. The uh, virtual reality section of Wonder Spaces is incredible. Uh, let's talk more yeah. uh, more about your book. Uh, what was the hardest thing you uh, encountered writing the book? What do you think? The very hardest thing was the title. Oh, okay. Um, if it was a thousand things to do in Philadelphia, that would have been easier. Oh, but wow. cutting it down to just picking a hundred, that was hard. But the, and there's so much to do. So, I mean, there's. You got exactly. it. Exactly. You got it. And Philadelphia is one of the highest populated tourist attractions uh, in the country. So this book would be perfect if you're planning a trip to Philadelphia to see all the historical uh, things that we have. But this book is going to give people an inside look uh, that they might not, even Philadelphians don't know. Correct, Irene? Right. So also for people who are taking staycations, for people looking for yeah. something to do with their kids over break or on the weekend, or, you know, it's also good for locals. Like, have you ever sat down at your desk on Monday morning and said, all I did over the weekend was laundry? <laughs> you know, this helps you find a couple of fun things to do over the weekend instead of just laundry. Yeah, you can put yeah. your laundry in the washer or dryer and let it run while you go run out and do something fun. <laughs> right. Um, and there are different places. Like, I don't think most locals know that we have one of the world's best race car museums right here in Philadelphia. We have a helicopter museum. We have a birding museum. We have a historic cemetery where Civil War generals and um, victims of the Titanic are buried. Exactly. That's Laurel Hill. Yep. There's even, you remember Harry Callis, the former announcer for the Phillies? Yes. Yep. He's buried at Laurel Hill, and his gravestone is a giant stone microphone. Oh, wow. And surrounded by seats from the vet. How about that? Do you know that Laurel Hill yeah. Cemetery is also where um, uh, Sylvester Stallone's Rocky Balboa and all that, the... Um, Adrian. Adrian is a... Uh, the, there's a fake stone. Oh, wow. For, uh, for her, and, yes. And you know what? It's even though the movies were filmed years ago, it's still there. It is. It's still there. I took photos of it actually. <laughs> How about that? So, um, so basically, your your book is uh, Insider's Guide to Traveling and Entertainment Inside of Philadelphia. And I like the word insiders because one thing the book is full of is tips. So there's tips like where to find secret speakeasies and how to get into them how to make the most of restaurant week, how to get reservations at Philadelphia's trendiest restaurants. What's the best day to visit a museum? How do you get discounts on the museum? Where should you start? Should you start on the first floor or the second floor and why? All kinds of tips that I've accumulated over the years from working in the hospitality industry. And Irene, we have alcohol experts, Matt Maratea. <laughs> he would like to ask you a question, Matt. Hi, Irene. How you doing? Is this going to involve shots, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down for it. Well, uh, no, but it, it sort of revolves around my eternal quest to, to find some more. 
Um, I know uh, in your book, I believe, do you also detail, you're talking about sort of the unknown uh, places. Can you tell me how to best get into Hopsing Laundromat? <laughs> yes, actually I can. Um, so even if you can find Hopsing Laundromat, there's no sign. Right. So even if you can find it, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll get in. So number one, don't wear a baseball cap or shorts or flip-flops. Only ring the doorbell once and be polite. And if they let you in, Matt, do not pull out your phone and take a picture. Oh, wow. If you do that, they will not only kick you out, but put you on a list of people who are banned. Wow. 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 There are... There are 1,600 people on that list, and you do not want to be one of them. And oh. let me tell you why. Because Condé Nast named Popsing Laundromat not the best bar in the city, not the best bar in the state, not even the best bar in the country. They named it the best bar in the world. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't know that. They have, um, yeah, Popsing has very unusual liquors in unusual combinations with freshly squeezed juices and infused, uh, handmade infusions. It puts them together in unusual combinations. The atmosphere, all the tables are really far apart. Even before social distancing was a thing, it's Mm -hmm. because of privacy. Um, They have big candelabras on them. The bar is made of nickels, like little, you know, coins. Oh, yeah. It's an incredible place. So definitely put that on your must-to-do list. Yes, that, so, that one's definitely on my well, list. Absolutely. I was going to say, that all of that sounds so interesting. So we're not allowed to take any photos, though. Like, from a photographer's standpoint, uh, I'm like... Yeah, you're out. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I am I would have to leave everything at home so I wouldn't be tempted. And that information, yeah, Irene... You, go ahead. But if you want to see what it looks like inside, my, there are some pictures of it in my book. I have oh, permission to use those. I was going to say, yeah. did you have permission to go in and take <laughs> those photos? <laughs> yeah. No, someone else took them for me. I didn't take them myself. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but uh, I did get special permission to use them. And, and there's and, also other secret speakeasies in Philadelphia. That's not the only one. Hmm. Wow. And yeah. you just blew my mind with the Hop Sing Laundromat. And that's the kind of stuff you can uh, read in her new book, 100 Things to Do in Philadelphia Before You Die, second edition. Now, what if our listeners want to get a signed copy? If I want to get a signed copy, what do I do? I go right to 100thingstodoinphiladelphia.com, and you have a way to get your book autographed by uh, Irene. So, Irene, let's talk about... You just, I've been in Philadelphia my whole life. I have a restaurant uh, website with uh, over 600 uh, restaurant photos, and I've never heard of most of the stuff you told me about the helicopter museum. Uh, All these great things in Philadelphia, and they're right in your book, correct? They are. And when we say, when I say Philadelphia, I use that loosely. It includes not only the city, but the five surrounding counties and South Jersey. So almost everything in the book is within 45 minutes to an hour of Philadelphia. Did you know there was a rodeo within 45 minutes of Philadelphia? Yeah. Yep. Did you? I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. Yeah. How about that? 
going to Cowtown Rodeo in Piles Grove, New Jersey is like being in Wyoming. <laughs> if you grew up in the Northeast and you've only seen a rodeo on TV, you are in for a treat. It's hilarious. That sounds great. And this is all in your new book, which I love because I'm going to buy the book and I'm going to learn all this stuff because I'm a lifelong Philadelphian. Don't forget, Philadelphia is one of the most popular tourist attractions in the country. So if you're listening to this episode outside of Philadelphia, uh, plan your trip to Philadelphia. And this book is going to teach you a lot of stuff uh, that you can do in the city. She just named 10 things I've never heard of. Uh, Irene, let's talk Let's talk about your other book, because I want to make sure everyone knows. The original 100 Things to Do in Philadelphia, it's the first edition I absolutely love. But you also have the unique, and, unique eats and eateries of Philadelphia all, also on the 100 Things to Do in Philadelphia.com. Yes, Unique Eats and Eateries of Philadelphia tells the stories behind 90 Philadelphia restaurants. Sweet stories, spicy stories, love stories, failed mob hits, restaurants that survived earthquakes, fires, and prohibition. Wow. That is fascinating. And so, it, go ahead, Irene. I, 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 I talked to chefs and restaurants and sort of got the stories behind them. So for a foodie, this is like, for someone hungry for a good story, this is where they'll find it. Wow. And Irene, let's... let's uh, Talk to our listeners about uh, what do you think one of the most... You gave us a great story about the failed mob hit when you were on our show before. Uh, that's in Unique Eats and Eateries. Uh, what do you think one of your most interesting stories in this book is? Uh, in the uh, the most interesting... Well, one of the stories I like in Unique Eats and Eateries is a love story. Can I tell you a short oh, that's love right. story? Yeah, go ahead. Um... Uh, it's about John and Kira's chocolates. They make the bumblebees and the ladybugs. I love their chocolates, when just the, side note. <laughs> I know. I, I do, too. And you're going to love it even more in a second. The first month they were in business, they, went, they got on the cover of Gourmet Magazine, and it was a Valentine's Day cover, and they were called the best chocolate in America. Before the magazine came out, John, the fact checker for Bon Appetit call, or Gourmet Magazine called John and said, hey, are you guys married? And he said, no, but leave it in the issue. And when the first issue came out, he handed it to Kira across the dinner table with a diamond ring taped inside. <laughs> that is a great story. How sweet is that for sweet? That, that is, is really so nice. so sweet. That, that's almost not even fair. He had his own proposal written for him. <laughs> I mean, the rest of us have to try to struggle to come up with something. Irene, I want you to tell our listeners uh, what what do you want them to know about this great new book, 100 Things to Do in Philadelphia Before You Die, the second edition. The first edition is my favorite book, uh, 100 Things to Do in Philadelphia.com. Get your signed copy. Irene, what do you want people most to know about this book? I want your fans to know that you are correct, that they can go to my website, www.100thingstodoinphiladelphia.com, to get a copy, and um, I'm happy to personalize and sign it for them. And um, it also makes a great gift for a retiree, for someone who invites you to their shore house, for the holidays. Um, and for a business, it makes a great gift. 
Real estate agents use it as closing gifts. Businesses oh. use it for recruiting to get people excited about moving to Philadelphia. And businesses that give holiday gifts to their employees or their board members are using them as well. Now, Irene, aside from finding your book online, will we be able to find you doing a book tour at all with your, uh, with your new book? Yeah, I have about 25 virtual book talks scheduled between now and mid-December. Wow. And people can find, and I'm going to be uh, working with, with uh, organizations all over the region. So people can also find the list of those and links to them on my website. That's fantastic. Irene, as always, you're our, you're our favorite guest. Thank you for joining us. I want every I want everybody. I know I know. I want everyone to run I want I want all our listeners to run to 100 things to do in philadelphia.com. Not only do you have the 100 things to do in Philadelphia before you die second edition just came out, uh, but you also have the other books that you can purchase and you can get them signed. That's fantastic. Irene, thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's always really great, so thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Irene. Have a great day. You too. It's one of my hundred and hundred thing best favorite things to do in Philadelphia is talk with you on your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Okay, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back... If you're listening and you're a restaurant owner, you guys need to stay tuned because these are submitted by uh, listeners. So you may have just won our prize and you don't even know it. We'll be right back. We're going to have Tony on the phone. You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m. on WMLD radio app. And on air at 103.7 FM in New York, the voice of the Hudson Valley. All right, we are back. Make sure you listen to us, WMLD, Friday afternoons, 1 o'clock. Right now is the big moment, the moment we've all been waiting for. Keep in mind, if you own a restaurant, stay tuned because these are nominations from our listeners. You may have won the prize. Uh, Tony WeavervilleWebDesign.com. He is on the phone. Tony, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for having me on today, Kevin. We appreciate it. Uh, we're excited. I am shaking up the box. All the names to, uh, of the nominations for your great prize. Talk about your prize. Then we're going to have the drawing. Tell us about this great prize, Tony. Well, what we're doing is we are giving the contest winner an online menu with direct call buttons, text, and descriptions with prices, and then thanks to you guys, they're getting a full two years of free hosting to take advantage of that, which means that people are going to be able to see exactly what they have, um, how much it is, a great picture of it, and be able to contact them directly without having to go through all these third-party services that are trashing her beautiful establishments today and we have a box full of uh, nominations an entire box filled with restaurants that'll get the two years of free web hosting plus the online menu how important is the online menu in these this day and age i mean seriously this is a great prize tony um, are you it's ready critical it's critical absolutely tony Actually, before before we do that okay you know what, you know what, Kevin, before we do that? Absolutely. 
we should do something else just, just for these people who have just, just for the people who've entered. Can we do something for that? How about if anybody who's entered the contest, if they don't win a menu today, if they still come to me and get a super reasonable menu, I'm going to go ahead and give them three months of free hosting. Whoa, that's, wow, that's a lot, that's a lot of value. Oh, we're excited. Yeah, so Tony is going to. You know how much value that that's is? That's a that's a huge deal. Wow, three mm-hmm. months of free hosting—that's fantastic, Tony. A lot of people, a lot of people can say that they care about and support restaurants. I'm trying to prove it. I agree, and I'll tell you what—I <clears throat> am bursting with excitement. Mm-hmm. Let's do the drawing, then we'll get back to talking about this great prize. Are you ready, Tony? Tony, are you ready? I'm super excited. I can't wait to see All right. Can you hear the box? Get to put online. Can you hear the box shaking? Amorous Pollock, let's pick out a restaurant. We are excited. I am flipping out here. Go ahead. I'm so excited about this. Pick a good one, Amorous. Pick a good one, Amorous. I can't even I'm watch. I'm moving around. I'm moving around. <laughs> Hold on. I think there's there's one like that's stuck to uh, it. I think there needs to be like there's uh, just pulled there apart. There we go. All, All right. right. The I'm winning restaurant. The, the donkey flashback. <laughs> the winning restaurant is Soul Fed Philly on Castor Ave. Whoa, Soul Fed Philly, Castor yeah. Avenue. So Soul Fed Philly, you won our big prize. That's You're a big prize winner. Yay! Oh, congratulations <laughs> Soul Fed Philly. I'm going to look awesome. I'm going to look them up just so we know where they're at so we can give them a little promo on the show. Matt Maratea, questions for Tony. WeavervilleWebDesign.com. Hi, Tony. Uh, first, I just want to uh, pretty well. Uh, I just want to commend you for doing this. I work at a, a brewery myself, and there's, uh, not having to focus on a website and making your own web menu and having to deal with, you know, third-party systems and everything like that. It, it is such a relief uh, to a, a restaurant or a brewery or any type of business like that, and that you've been offering this and you've been additionally generous uh, with that three-month hosting as well for all the entrants. It's, uh, I'm blown away by how awesome the that is. The generosity is, is yeah. amazing. And then the restaurants that didn't win, he's given three months of web hosting. This is crazy. Here is the address. Soul Fed Philly, if you're listening, you are located at 6424 Castor Avenue in Philadelphia. You are the winner of our grand prize. Uh, it's a seafood bar place, Tony. So the cuisine that they have is seafood. Nice. And Tony, Tony, this is exciting. Excellent. Talk about what you're going to do for Soul Fed Philly 64. Uh, 6424 Castor Avenue in Philadelphia. What are you going to do for them, Tony? What are they getting as a prize? Well, I'm going to coordinate with them and try to figure out the best way to get ideal photos of what they have so we can make sure that we're showing people what they have. So when you give somebody a description of something, they're not using their last experience to judge your product. Absolutely. And Soulfed Philly does not have a, uh, a website uh, listed. So you're really going to help these guys. Uh, I, I was able to find one, but it's you know they don't have uh, you know a, a menu that you can click or view. Really, they it, they could definitely use the work that you guys are going to offer them, and that's uh, fantastic. You know, uh, I'm glad it's working out this well, and I'm also well, now hungry for crabs. <laughs> and so you said I was being really generous. Yeah. So 
the reason I, the reason I, I feel like this is important is because I know what we do is different mm-hmm. than what's out there. I just need people to go and see that. And, to, and they can see what it can do for them. They can enjoy using it themselves. Exactly. And uh, Soulfed Philly is on Castor Ave, uh, up near the Oxford Circle Baptist Church. So you're, it's in the Oxford Circle section. So go ahead, Amaris. I was going to say, in Soulfed uh, Philly, if you need photos, you can always reach out to me and I can come in and take some more professional photos for you. Oh, that's fantastic. And, Tony, we'll give you the information for Soul Fed Philly. As for Soul Fed Philly, it's on Castor Ave uh, in the Oxford Circle section. So you're really going to help these guys. Matt, you found a menu for them, but it's not. That's awesome. And thank you so much, Amaris. Um, please give me a call, and we'll, we'll coordinate. Okay. Um, I've got another site that uh, is kind of like a, a good example of a, a great way to just to shoot things all the way around. And, um we, we've kind of been doing a neat thing where we try to shoot with as little waste as possible. I'd love to impart some of that to you as well. Um, if you guys can incorporate some of that into your shoot, that would be wonderful too. Tony, in closing, I want you to tell the folks about your great business because he actually has WeavervilleWebDesign.com. Let's talk about what you can offer people that might need your services that did not win the contest. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Well, whether you're a restaurant who needs people to see what you have in a split second as they're making a decision going down the interstate, or whether you're on the side of a mountain trying to look at different real estate properties and don't have great reception, what we do is we streamline our sites to make them extremely fast. We optimize everything and build it from the ground up for each individual customer. What that does is it makes it faster than pretty much any other sites that, that are available. I mean... Unless you pay three or four times what you're going to pay me, you just can't find what we do. Um, I think it's important for everybody to have the web, so I try to make it available to everybody. Absolutely. When we came up with a great menu design, because my wife and I wanted a better way to search for what was available in our area, it seemed like the perfect thing to do for restaurants when they came under siege. Now it's essential that people be able to see what you have. It's essential that your information be correct. It's essential that people be able to call you with just the tap of a button. We're trying to bring that to people. And you've helped us spread that awareness. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you had a box full of entries, my friend. Box full of entries. Good, Matt. Uh, Now, would you say, uh, I guess, a a lot of your web designs, they're not just uh, geared towards the Internet, but especially uh, for use on mobile phones? Exactly. Um, I... It, the statistics change periodically depending on where you research them, but I've seen figures as high as 85% of new clients who find you are going to find you on a phone. Yeah. So if they have a bad experience on your site, you can't go back and change that. So what we do is we try to make it... Uh, <laughs> I, um, I bounce sites off of my, uh, my in-laws <laughs> because they don't like anything. <laughs> they're, uh, they're in their 60s they're in their 60s and 70s and they they don't like anything and um when 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 mom and pop approve it and they say i don't hate using this i know it's grouchy old person approved mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of what we shoot for we shoot for the ultimate in usability we want somebody if you if you think about things differently and you navigate a site differently i try to give people multiple ways to get to where they're going 
Mm -hmm. So you don't have to feel like it's an unnatural experience no matter which way you go on the site. Yeah, it's like that, that the convenience of that drawer full of takeout Chinese menus that you have in your home now all on your phone. Access, you know, whenever you need it. And it's that's the way things are shifting. And restaurants have been uh, a little hesitant, a little behind the times to get there. So I think what you're doing from not only a charity standpoint, but a business standpoint is very forward thinking and really, really essential. And I like well, that. I'm excited about food trucks, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Cameron. <clears throat> no, it's fine. It's. I mean, um, when a food truck can have a sign on the side of their truck and it's got their, their site and anybody with a phone in their pocket all of a sudden has a full color menu with, with pictures. Yeah. And they can even pre-call in an order and they're all standing there at the festival and they don't even have to be right up on the truck. Um, it seems like the, just the logical way to operate. Now, are you doing that with a QR a scannable code? Because I see a um, lot QR of... scannable codes are actually more like um, you can pull up PDFs with those or you can pull up site links. Um, if you just do a simple URL, I mean, if you're at the burrito truck and you type in burritotruckphilly.com, um, it can be easier than having people try to get in proximity to a QR code, especially at a at a food truck or putting it everywhere. I mean, if it's um, on two places on the wall in the, in the restaurant, you don't really need to go and print QR codes for every single table. Mm -hmm. nice. I mean, if, if you use your, decide to use your menus in house. And yeah. we, we want to thank Tony for... You have to have an app to use that QR code. So you're, you're depending on your customer to have an app that will actually let them scan that QR code. So you're, again limiting the number of people who can effectively utilize that versus almost anyone who can type your name into a search bar. Gotcha. Did that answer your question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Tony, we want to thank you again for the generosity. This prize is a huge, it's going to really help soul fed Philly. Uh, we're excited to let them know about them winning the contest. We want to thank you for your support of restaurants, your generosity in the contest and I will be contacting you. I am actually going to go there in person and let them know they won the prize. And I will record it, and you can see it. Do me a favor. Can you? Um, can you? Um, I'm I'm down here in the mountains on the flower farm, trying to keep all the mechanics running in the machine. <laughs> right. If you could take some video of that experience, we are. And we shoot are. it to me. That would absolutely make my day. I am so excited. Ah, for this them. is great. I hope they are as excited as I am. Excellent. And I will be in touch, Tony. We want to thank you again. You are you are awesome and I'll be emailing you uh you know more information. Thank you, Tony. Well, thank you guys and we need to look forward and see where else in the in the country we can reach out. Absolutely. There um there are all kinds of restaurants hurting all over the place. I think we need to look into seeing if we can help some more of those out. So Absolutely. Help me do that, too. That's our mission. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Have a great day, my friend. Matt? Yes. Matt? Amorous? Yes. Kevin, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you all. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, thank we you. Appreciate we appreciate you, too. you. Okay, now, Amherst Pollock, let's give your tags. That was exciting. That I mean, was. That's is I'm really excited exciting. for, uh, for Soul, Soul Fed, Fed Philly. And, and you're going to help them because 
the, you know, they're in Oxford Circle. They don't have an online website, so this is really going to help them. If you were talking about doing that zero-waste photo shoot. Do you need help with that? I know. I was like, <laughs> I have no problem having zero waste in seafood. <laughs> I've been referred to as a garbage disposal before, and it's a name I'm proud to live up to. Amherst, let's give your tags, and then Matt will give his tags, and we're going <laughs> to be done. You can find me at ARPolicus on most uh, social media platforms or Amherst Pollock. Uh, I'm Matt Maritea at mmaritea22 on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all, all these social medias untapped, wherever you want to find me. Podcast is at Sport Chance Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And all of my written work at lastoutmedia.com, providing us with this wonderful studio. Absolutely. And everything else you want to know about Philly sports and plenty of other topics. Excellent. 30 seconds left. I want everyone to go to Philly Restaurant Reviews with an S.com. I have a food radio sh- show section. All of 91 of our past shows are in that are, are in that section. You'll be supporting the show by listening to the show. Till next week, have a great day. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW. 1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify.